Good morning, good morning. Breakfast today is sponsored by Salim Banbaji in uh, honor of his wife Lauren on their marriage. Hazaku Baruch, Mabruk Mazato, you should be zocher to build a bait Neeman with Israel, Admea, Beesim Shana, Bane Haye, Umezoni, Inshallah. Okay. The Pasuk tells us that after Aharon was charged with beginning the Avodah, the work in the Beit HaMikdash, he's given the specific uh, ingredients and uh, commandments as to how to begin this new thing called the Mishkan. What does he do? He brings the Korbanot. And we read towards the end of the parasha, Moshe Rabbeinu comes, Vayiktsof el-Elazar ve'el-Aitamar. And Moshe comes and he is angry at Ilazar and Itamar b'nei Aharon hanotarim lemor. The remaining children of Aharon. He's angry at them, he's upset. Really he's upset at who? He's upset at them and at Aharon. Okay? But it says for Kavod, he directed it at his children instead of at his brother Aharon. How come you didn't eat from the Korban Hatat? The Korban Hatat has a portion that the Kohanim are supposed to eat. And part of the Qurban, aside from what the Mizbeach eats, yani the fire on the Mizbeach, also a part of the Kapara that's achieved by the Qurban is done by the Kohanim eating. The Lashon in the Gemara is Kohanim Ochlim, the Kohanim eat, Ube'alim Mitchaprim, and the owners get Kapara. So he asked him, this uh, Qurban, this opening ceremony of the Mishkan is so important. How are you going to go ahead and not eat from the korban after I told you exactly what you're supposed to do? Why didn't you eat? And Aharon responds to Moshe Rabbeinu. And he says, We brought the korban. But today, look at what happened to me. This was on the first day of the Mishkan, the day that his two sons had passed away, which rendered Aharon a kohen, even though he's a kohen gadol, so he's allowed to do the avodah be'aninut as a onan, which means the period between someone who loses one of the close krovim before they bury them, they're in a position of onan. So Kohen Gadol is allowed to do the melacha, he says. But we're not allowed to eat meat on that day because we're in this period of quasi-mourning. So if I would have eaten from that food, would that have been good in the eyes of God? Vayishma Moshe says the pasuk, Vayitav be'enav. And Moshe heard, and it was good in his eyes. Now I want to focus on this moment together with you just for one minute to understand the import of this little conversation. Moshe Rabbeinu is the leader of all the Jewish people. He now issues a challenge to his brother. He says, you did it wrong. Aaron responds and answers, I'm not allowed to eat it. Would, that have, would Hashem have wanted that? Moshe Rabbeinu, not one word. He doesn't ask, he doesn't challenge, he doesn't say there's a machlok at the poskim, he doesn't whip out the Yelkut Yosef, he doesn't say copy the guy's email back and say, oh, you said Tuesday, I thought you meant two days, which is to say Tuesday. Make up some stupid excuse like we all do whenever we're wrong. He agrees. He hears and it's good in his eyes. What an unbelievable character trait it is for a leader. Usually, they say, the bigger you are, the harder you fall. The higher the person is in the company, the less possible it is that they made a mistake. The mistake is always your fault. I remember as a kid, coming home being so upset 
that your parents always believed the teacher before they believed you. Menen how do you know? Maybe I was right. Usually it happens to be they were right. My, my parents were right. The teacher was right and I was the one in the wrong. But how do you know? It always bugged me. Maybe this is going to be the one time. Maybe this is the overrunner. Maybe this you should have bet on me this time, right? But the truth is, uh, the truth is Moshe Rabbeinu in this situation, even though he's the highest, he's the, he's the Navi, he heard from God himself. He went to the Shi'ur, not by uh, Shlomo Far, he went to the Shi'ur by HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. What does Moshe say? Shamati, I heard, Vishachachti, and I forgot. You're right. Now I want to share with you something unbelievable. The Midrash actually says, that the pasuk over here stops, but that's not where the story stops. The Midrash says that Moshe Rabbeinu then gathered all the Jewish people together. Millions of people he gathered together in the desert. He has an announcement to make. What's his announcement? I was wrong, and Aharon HaKohen was right. This is the halakha. And the Sifarim point out the immense, the immense nature of this Midrash. Why? Because this halakha had no import. It didn't matter a jot, a kihuzeh to the people of Israel. This is a halakha within the korban on this day relevant to Aaron HaKohen. It made no difference to them. It's not like he taught the wrong halakha. Let's say I've made mistakes before in my life at least a couple of times over the four, uh, four decades I've been alive, right? My wife will tell you at least a couple of times a day. But either way, the point is, the mitziyut is you make a mistake. If you make a mistake, it's going to affect the kahal. Could you imagine? I got up and I said, Rabotai, Shabbat this week comes in 7.30. Really, it comes in 6.30. People are going to be mechalel Shabbat. What do I have to do? I got to send out an all points bulletin, an APB. I need to knock at everyone's door. I have to tell them I made a mistake. It's not 6.30. It's not 7.30. It's 6.30. Because if, if not, because of me, you're going to break Shabbat. Anything that you need to rectify because it's going to hurt the people, of course you have to do that. And I think any self-respecting rabbi would, would print a retraction, would stand up at least if he's worth his weight in salt, okay? Moshe Rabbeinu, that's not what's going on here. It's not relevant to anybody. Why does Moshe Rabbeinu need to humiliate himself in front of everybody? I think the point is a very powerful point. We began this parasha saying the idea that Aharon was embarrassed to come to the, to the Mizbeah. This hatat that they're arguing about, which hatat was it? It was the hatat that was supposed to be a forgiveness for the Egel. Forgiving for who? Aharon. So after Moshe sees he did something wrong, he says, Mabisi, you didn't do it right. He comes in, he gives him rebuke. But Aharon responds to him and he says, don't you think I know that? Vayishma Moshe. Anytime you're in an argument with someone, what are you doing? You're not listening, you're hearing them. And you know what I mean when I say hearing versus listening? You're hearing them talk, and really, what's your brain doing? Thinking about already what you're going to respond to him before. So you're not really. The difference between hearing and listening, we had this as well, that when you hear, you hear background noise. You hear traffic on the street. When you listen carefully to something, it's listening. Vayishma doesn't mean to hear, it means to listen. You never said to someone, why don't you hear closely? You know, you don't hear closely. If you're trying to get a harmony or a violin, you don't say hear closely, listen closely. It's a concentrated effort to try and pick out something that I might have missed before. 
Moshe Rabbeinu's ability to listen to Aharon in that moment, to understand and to feel and to see his pain, that this is something which is so hard for him to do. But Moshe Rabbeinu, you don't, you don't understand. It's not because I made a mistake or because I was busy with something else. It's because I'm an Onan and I have no, therefore I, I, have no, I have no right to eat that meat. Moshe Rabbeinu then takes that and says, if my brother, who was bush before, he was embarrassed before, did the right thing, stood up and what's it called? I, the least I could do to build Aharon up is to go out and make this announcement publicly. I think there's a second idea as well, Sammy. So aside for, the, from, from, for Aharon, is that what we don't often realize is that we think that maybe the reason why Moshe Rabbeinu made this announcement is because he was an Anav. But I think perhaps what we're not realizing is it's exactly the opposite. The reason why Moshe Rabbeinu was an Anav was because he was making such announcements. We assume that the deeds of people emanate from their personalities. The deeds of people emanate from a person's nature. But rather, the Chinuch actually tells us the exact parallel opposite. A person is fashioned by his deeds. So the more a person does of mitzvot, the more righteous he becomes. Says the Sefer HaChinuch, you take the biggest tzaddik in the world and you make him do a couple of deeds that are bad, bad deeds, the biggest tzaddik is going to become a rasha. You take a rasha gamur and you make him do deeds of righteousness, then those deeds have an impact, an impression on his internal world, and it changes and transforms the person completely. There's been tremendous amount of studies in this issue to date, where we now understand that when people try and change habits, the changing of habits doesn't happen in a person's mind. They just need to get on the treadmill, and eventually, after doing something, they say for 30 days in a row, a person's pushing themselves to exercise, they've now changed their internal mindset. Now the person jumps on the treadmill without thinking. We have this example in Chazal as well, where we learn that when a person's saying the Amidah, so they immediately, if we switch from, uh, what's it called? From Hakel HaKadosh to Amelech HaKadosh, and you're not sure what you said. What did Chazal tell you? Say Amidah again. Why? Safek brachot No, there's no Safek. Because if you say it every day, what are you going to say today? What you said every day. Until you say it, 30 days worth of times. After 30 days, all these things, you want to know if you said it, you know that if you have 30 days under your belt of saying something, of creating a new habit, a new way, a new path, now you can know that you've shifted your path. But until then, it's not that we're unsure what you said. We know what you said. You said what you always say. That idea, I think, is also incredibly powerful here. Moshe Rabbeinu listens deeply to Aaron. He doesn't bother trying to justify, trying to make himself right. And I think that that is one of the most beautiful character traits in the world for a human being to embody. And that is this, the ability to not need to constantly be right. And I thought to myself, this idea of Moshe Rabbeinu, what a powerful thing that would be in our life. If when someone said, statistically, it was actually, they did a, a statistical analysis, and they found that statistically, people will far more often say, you were right, then I was wrong. Even though it's the same thing. But you were right doesn't say that I'm wrong. It says that you were also right. So my ego can stand 
for me to say the words, you were right. But to say, I am sorry, but not just to say I'm sorry. Listen to the words that people use, and we'll end with this. A lot of times people know they were wrong. They hurt their wife's feelings, their child, their coworker, whatever it might be, their parents. And they say, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry, better than that. But the but is a good one. I'm really sorry if you feel, if you feel hurt. Listen carefully what the guy's saying. I did nothing wrong. You happen to be a feelings maniac. I'm really sorry if you feel hurt. That's not an apology. You're not acknowledging you did anything wrong. Look at how we say it in Ashamnu. Aval hatanu avinu pashanu. If a person learns to shout out, to actually be happy to admit, I was wrong. I thought this, I was wrong. I'm so sorry, I hurt your feelings, I was wrong. Not I hurt your feelings because you're sensitive. I hurt your feelings because I was wrong. To become comfortable with that. That is what the Mishnah means when it says, Ohev tochachot. He loves criticism. When a person loves criticism, they can only get better and better and better and better. When a person fights criticism, when they see every person pointing something out that they did wrong, not as a haishara, a straightening of the issue, not as a, critic, as a, a constructive criticism, but rather as a personal attack against me, there's never a chance that a person can develop as a human being. So we need to start to learn to shout from rooftops, I was wrong. Try it to say this week at least once a day without choking on it, I was wrong. Let's get started, Rabotai. I thought this class was going to be less than 10 minutes. I was wrong. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen. Rabbi Chanan Yavin HaKashavim.